Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Deadline Scene to Scene Podcast. I am your host, associate editor, film writer, and podcast creator, Valerie Complex. Hope everybody's doing okay. As the weather is getting warmer, spirits are getting brighter, it's getting hotter, which is a casualty of the nice weather, but I still like it. On today's episode, today's episode is really, really really dope because Regina Hall sits down with me and talks about a couple of things. Now, I know many remember Regina Hall from her legendary role as Brenda in the Scary Movie series, but her career didn't start there, though. She originally starred in Best Man and Love and Basketball, two films that are hallmarks in the Black American cinema community. Like Black people, when you talk to Black people about Best Man and Love and Basketball, most of them know what it's about. Now, ever since Regina Hall has starred in those films, she really has not stopped. Let me tell you what she's been, what she's done so far. Aside from the, the scary movie series and Best Man, she was in the Think Like a Man franchise, uh, Girls Trip, About Last Night, People, Places, Things, and The Hate You Give. That's just among some of her roles. She was also in a film called Support the Girls, which earned her a Best Actress Award uh, from the New York Film Critics Circle and the African American Film Critics Association. She also received a Film Independent Spirit, National Society of Film Critics, and Gotham Award nominations for her work in the film. She has starred in television as well, uh, series like Nine Perfect Strangers, Black Monday, and Insecure to be, to be exact. And there are many more examples. Now, as of recently, her latest role is in the socio-political horror film on Prime Video titled Master. And the film follows two African-American women at a predominantly white college in Massachusetts. One of them is head of students, AKA the master, and one of them is a freshman who both start to experience haunting activities ingrained in the history of the school. Now, Hall plays Gail Bishop, the queer black master of the Bellevue House at Ancaster a liberal arts college outside of Boston. The character must manage her campus as instances of racism cause tensions while students and faculty are haunted by sinister supernatural forces. You gotta check that movie out. It's, it's definitely polarizing. We'd really be interested to hear your thoughts on it if you've seen it. On this episode, we, we talk about so much. Uh, Hall discusses her never-ending search for roles that speak to her as the woman she's today. She talks about why she will always continue to take a risk in her career. You know, why she's trying and succeeding at taking uh, slightly more dramatic roles. We even talk about hair care, black hair care. Uh, the episode is dope. You got to check it out. And if you like what you hear, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast on Apple and Spotify. And with that, let's get into the episode.
Hello. Uh, Hi, how are you? I'm good. It's uh, been quite a time since the last time we spoke. I know. How long has it been? Uh, last year, uh, fall. So about wow. eight months or so. Yeah. Yeah. And so much, so much has gone on since then. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, you've been really busy with your, you know, with the projects that you've been working on. And I definitely want to talk about, I want to talk more about her and more about, you know, what else you have coming up and, you know, just sort of vibe in general. Thank you again for, for chatting with me. Um, you know, you're doing phenomenal work right now and a legend in the streets, but you know, you know, <laughs> It's like, you know, we recite those lines like verbatim daily in our personal conversations. So <laughs> your impact. Um, oh, so since, since Master has, Master, which is on Amazon, by the way, Master has, has released, what has it been like? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, you said, what has the reception been like? Yeah, um, over the film. Right. And what conversations have you seen that it's started so far? You know, it's interesting. It's definitely, there are a lot of students and in the academic world and, and even outside of it, but, you know, in those kinds of um, less diversified institutions, um, it sparked a lot of conversation about microaggressions and... Mm -hmm especially for people who really got the intention of, of um, Mariama's, uh, of the film, uh -huh. of, of her writing and of the work. I mean, it's, it's um, some people were, you know, I know people who were profoundly impacted, a lot of students who, um, young students who are like, wow, I feel like I saw myself in that. Right. Um, and who weren't expecting that in the story, you know, mm -hmm. and so, um, it that for that reason alone, you know, you know, it's one of the reasons that I felt like it was such a special project when I read it, and you know, um, and that I thought uh, Mariama's intention and in what she was trying to do and say and 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 reveal even more than make a, a judgment of, like it's kind of like, well, this is what happens and this is what we face, and you know, and then kind of looking at our own selves, you know what I mean too. So I, 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 I liked, um, I thought it was incredibly smart. Mm -hmm. And I'm lucky because I feel like many people have, have received the film well. Right. And some interesting conversations um, on my end that I've heard about is this, the feeling of uh, isolation, not just being, the only black person in the room feeling a, a, a feeling of disconnection from mm. everything happening around you mm -hmm. and no power to really control it and i imagine an actress of color as a black actress who is you know older that feeling of isolation must be and, and you know your career and, and what you what you deal with on a daily basis uh would you feel comfortable speaking to that 
I mean, I have to say I've been I've been blessed in that way in many ways. I've you know a lot of my career films when I was working have been were um, you know predominantly black cast films. Mm -hmm. um, um, from the best man in the beginning to love and basketball where I had black directors at the helm now and especially as an actress and then a lot of friends in the business and so in in the way of actual work and being on set you know um the feeling of isolation was certainly not defined by race there are moments when you um just in life um mm -hmm. feel alone as though no one understands what you're going through i've been right. i've been really um and i've had certainly had those in my life i mean we all have had those feelings of of um sadness or mm -hmm. whatever emotion that can make us emotionally feel isolated and and um and there are places that you go to where you certainly are searching for people who may be like you that could be for gender or racial reasons but mm -hmm. um um but the the feeling of being disconnected from that um which is going on outside of you is certainly not um um is certainly a feeling that i i would i've experienced um, um but uh in the way that gail and jasmine have felt it mm -hmm. where um where especially young jasmine where she had no one to reach out to right or certainly felt like she did and that you know that that feeling probably seems very um prominent um for a lot of youth today um ironically and whether that's because you're embarrassed to say you're going through something or mm -hmm you feel like you shouldn't be or you feel like you have a hold on it you know what I mean you know or you know whatever those reasons are I mean it, it's definitely I think a feeling that obviously we're in a pandemic I mean I think that feeling of isolation continues to manifest itself for for many for a myriad of reasons but I I, I have to say I've, I've worked with I've been fortunate to not have that experience <clears throat> in business and in work a lot. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that the film <laughs> tackled really interestingly was um, the sort of uh, false identity with one mm -hmm. of the characters and thinking that, you know, she wasn't biracial, that she was just a white woman parading around as someone who is someone of color. And I thought that that was really interesting because that seems to particularly take place in academic reason. And it's looked like place in the realms of academia uh, with stories that I've heard. Mm -hmm. And it's another college, another one, another one, another one. Like, so, <laughs> and I really, you know, and I, I know you may not, you know, be in, you know, Mariama's mind, but I really thought that that was like an interesting thing that she brought up, you know, toward the end of the film. And it was like, dang, I never even questioned whether or not a person was someone of color. And yet here we are with a debate. It's true. I mean, I felt like that when I read the film. I mean, it was one of, when I read the script, I mean, it was one of the things I was like, well, wait a minute. 
I was very caught off guard. It was, I just didn't expect it. And it's not like I didn't expect it because it's the strangest thing in the world. You know, you always, you just are like, wait, who would be doing that? Right, like, right, 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 right. But then of course, you know, there were, you know, many benefits that she got and how she identified in the psyche, who knows? And, and that, that question lingers. Some people are like, oh, I think her dad was. And Maybe he, what you know, it's, it, it, and I, you know, I think that was the thing that Mariama wanted. She was like, I don't want to answer anything necessarily. Mm-hmm. And she didn't obviously, um, but it did leave her a lot of room for question and debate. And it was so, it was so blindsiding at the end of the story that you're like, wait a minute. And it, you know, we do know it's her mom for sure. You know what right. I mean? But you know, and, 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 you know, when I read it, I was like, whoa. And I think that's, what's nice when you are reading something, when you don't see something coming and yet you're like, how did I not see that? But of course you didn't see it, you know? Right. But, right. You know, that's yeah, not- I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I did, I did find, I did find that incredibly, very interesting that she, that she wrote that and that that was a part of, um, of, you know, of, of her story, mm-hmm. you know, of, 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 of Liv's story, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I agree. I, I certainly, that was one of those things I never quite got to, you know, my Mariama was like, yeah. And we, I was like, well, Mariama, she's like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, oh my, yeah, you know, and, and I mean, I think that's what's so unique about her. Yeah. And, you know, you just, you don't, you know, I feel like us as humans are, are, can be naturally trusting and you just don't question like, nah, that, like that, that's not something you would normally question because you're like, I'm gonna go about my day and my, my business. And so I just wanted to point that out because it really took me off guard. And I think, yeah, you know, me too. Watched it. We're like, whoa, what, what? So um, that was a really good that Mariama, please let her know um, that I had. And you find yourself more quote-unquote serious roles I mean it's not like you you know haven't done them before but there is a question like oh you know Regina Hall is is doing quote-unquote more dramatic work and mm-hmm. like it's I've never seen your career as someone who's stuck to one thing but what do you say to that when people are like oh yeah she's doing more dramatic stuff it's like well you know an actor is supposed to be versatile. What the hell are y'all talking about? But um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, probably because I do think, you know, when you do something, it is always hard for people to see you as something other than. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of, you know, you get known for a thing and then, you know, that's the thing people, you know, you get cast doing. Um, but I love doing so many I mean, I mean, I think that's the whole fun of doing what we do, you know, mm-hmm. that we do so many various things. And um, yes, you're right. I have done done um, drama before. Clearly not enough that people have seen it, but, um, right. but it's, uh, you know, but it's always in there. It's just probably the comedic work has been the most popular. Um, and and then you also, you know, you, you also, you're growing up and aging and then what right. you find 
laughing and fun and what you want to play with changes, you know, life gives you its own bumps and bruises. And so, you know, you're, you're playing with, with, um, yeah, yeah, your, your crayons are getting more colorful in life, you know, and, and then your audience is maturing, you know, with you and they're having their own types of things. And so, you're not the only one that's, you know, expanding and, you know, your audience, you, you know, ideally you want, you want to expand it, but you, you want to keep your audience too. And so, you know, just your interests change and, and changes and work changes. And, you know, you know, you are like, you know, you, I think I think it's you know the the evolution of a career just is also just the evolution of a of a of a being of a person. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you say your audience is aging, is that true? Because like the scary, you know, the scary movie, you know, kids that I grew up with were all like, pushing 40 so yeah. you know it's you know we have those and we cherish those moments but yeah. you know and it's great because it, your audience expands because sometimes I see teens and I'm like wow you know but yeah scary movie is you know 20 plus years old right and 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 you know their original audience changes and there's a new audience but yeah you know our original best man audience they're you know they're they're grown right and so yeah I think those you know you know, just life is constantly, it's constantly changing. Yeah. And it just, you know, growing older is, is what it is. And, it is, um, it is what and it the, is. you know, the content moves differently. The, the industry is just at a different place as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's just like a whole bunch of different factors that you just mentioned that go into how you choose your roles and what you choose. And yeah. speaking of which, is there anything that you're looking for in particular that you would like to uh, add to your resume? You're looking to do more horror or looking to expand to, uh, I don't know, action? You know, I, um, I never really think of genre per se. Um, I just kind of look at material and think, gosh, that was really good. And sometimes it's, it's, you know, and then there's stuff that I read and I'm like, Oh, I want to do that. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want you. So, Dang. you know, there's, a, there's also, you know, you get your yeses and your nos, and, and not necessarily, um, that black and white, but you know, it, that that's a factor too, but I don't know. I'm, I I actually love to be surprised by what um, by what comes and you know what I respond to and what stories I hear pitched and I'm like, yeah, let's do that. You know, let's right. develop that because there's you know you do realize that there's no shortage of incredible stories out there. Storytellers maybe, but incredible 
incredible stories that um, of that are and storytellers. I mean, I guess the, the, the both are true, but um, so I don't I don't know. You know, I never thought of doing um, horror before Master, but then I read that script and met Mariama and thought wow, this is really, you know, it's, I just thought it was interesting. And, you know, sometimes, you know, a movie works, sometimes it doesn't, but, you know, just kind of the chance to jump in and say, let's, hey, let's try it. I think this is worth it. I mean, I think mm -hmm. that's the, the whole point, you know what I mean? And how you're affected by it and how others could be. If you could, if you had a crystal ball, right? And you could predict the way because you have you have more way more insider knowledge than I do because you're on the front lines as an actress and if you had a crystal ball where where would you see the industry going or where would rather I guess a better question is where would you like to see it go um you know in an industry that's really sort of that people are finding that is plagued by reboots, rehashes, and sequel-itis, you know, there, I don't think there's a shorter stories, but ones that are accessible to, you know, the average audience. So I'm wondering what, what, where would you, what direction would you like to see the industry go? And particularly for Black women. And I ask this question because there are a lot of black women who black actresses who are really trying to break away from the tropes that we can you know that black actresses can sometimes find themselves in and films like master which really i would include in the indie category are trying to break away from that because i have found that independent cinema is where black women are allowed to really just be the various facets of themselves because blackness doesn't exist in a vacuum. So with my long spiel, <laughs> um, what would you like to see for the future? Um, well, you know, it, that, that, it's a, that's a great question and a complex one because it's, you know, the great thing is that we have streaming services, right? So those things are not completely um, dependent on opening weekends. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, you you know, you know, you know, everything's a business. Hollywood's a business, so it's right. it's 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 based on it's money, it's profit, right? It's it's opportunity. You, you do a film like um, Get Out, you know, that makes a ton of money, then the opportunity, um, it's not like it completely changes, but it now exists, right? To say, oh, wow, you can do that. So Mariama, um, because of streaming, for example, Mariama could take it to Amazon Studios, you know what I mean? And she could actually get someone who's like, we're going to make your film. Mm -hmm. um, and even though it doesn't feel like a studio, because it's not, it, because I mean, even though it feels like an indie, I mean, it's an Amazon film. It is, she did not, it was, we shot it. They, they, Amazon went through 
the pandemic, it shut down. They brought the film back, which was not easy to do, um, but they committed to making the film. And then of course there's the fight to get the edit you want, but you know what right. I mean? So with streaming services, um, it helps. Now that's, you know, we're gonna have that, 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 that framework of how movies were just on big screens. That's, that's completely different, you know, but, but the way that you will get different stories told is you have to have different people telling them. So once you start having Mariama, who's a filmmaker and a writer, and you get the perspective of many different voices behind the camera writing, and that's going to depend on, on, on us, you know, and as we write more, as we fight to tell, you know, different kinds of stories um, that appeal to us for different, you know, for many different reasons, you know, Mariama went to Yale. So, you know, she had, you know, moments where she's like, oh, wait, you know what I mean? Of course, in, in, in hindsight, um, during it was an enjoyable experience, but sometimes when you look back, it is, it is the space and the distance that allow you to not say, oh, this is my truth, but you're like, wow, but there is a truth in this story that I, that I know. And so I think, you know, I look forward to diverse storytellers and I feel like that's how you get different results. And then it's, and then the rest is if, if people watch it and what makes that storytelling resonate with, um, with a group of people that's, that where it's successful enough for another streamer to say, I can make it, you know, that did well. I, uh, as much as we'd like to think of them telling stories for joy, I mean, they, you know, people tell stories for viewership. Right, right. Um, and, um, and when, 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 when we respond to those, to that storytelling and we watch and we like it and, you know, it's diverse. I mean, listen, I would be lying if I said everyone got masked or everyone didn't, but as long as there's a large enough group that says, I like that, or that was interesting to me and you get, and the same with Honk for Jesus, you know, with, um, the um, Ebo twins, Adama and Adane, different storytelling, you know, mm -hmm. and then it's up to, to, you know, actors, you know, including me to say, I, I, I want to, I, you know, yeah, they're first time directors and writers, but um, yeah, let's take a gamble together. And if, if I can help get your story made, then let's, you know, and I like the story, let's do it. And then, you know, you have, they, they, and that film was completely independent where they shot it and they went to Sundance and that film had to sell. Right. You know, it, you know and so, um, and it did. And then you have Focus saying, you know, and, and other, I mean, they, they had a, you know, a bidding opportunity, but saying, well, we wanna, we wanna show the story. And, you know, Jordan Peele's company, Monkey Paw, was like, I want it, you know, I wanna produce it. So it's, it's, it's that kind of, you know, there's no instantaneous change, you know, it's change is always, you know, it's slow, it's progressive. And then one day it looks like it was overnight, you know? Right, I mean? right, right. <laughs> I, was, but, I was just about to say that. Yeah, it's like my edge is growing in. They look rough <laughs> today, 
but in about six months, I think that I'm gonna be like, oh my goodness, like it's back. Yeah. Or, you know, a year, whatever it'll take. Um, you just reminded me, I'm massaging them there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, you know, it's that. So I, what I'd like to do is just continually see our, um, continually see that evolve, you know, have, you know, talking with, um, journalists like you who are like I want to tell this story it's interesting mm-hmm. it ain't, you know what I mean that it's like we all play a pivotal role in 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 how our stories are valued and and then in in addition to the stories that are being told you know it's how how do we value them how is that story valued amongst our community and outside and outside right. And, and, and so it's just, it's something that we will look, it's like my edges. I just, I have to continue to babysit them. I was like, I left you alone for one minute, one season and you're, you gone again. So, oh my God, I was going to say like, what are you using for your edges? Like, I know this is like not on topic, but right. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you. Okay. So when I was growing up, right. Like, you know, they will, my family took really poor care of my hair and they would give me like oh. these super perms or whatever. Cause you know, uh-huh. like black yes. people are just kind of like, I don't want to do anything. It should be straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother, <laughs> I don't know, like these old solutions, like she would, she would take the, the, the clean, the fat off the chicken and, and put it there. Yeah. And fry it. Wait, you heard of that? I thought I was the only one. Like she would like fry the fry it and get the grease and put that on my edges. And like within a week, I would see results. It was freaky. Like I it, didn't it, smell good at all, but it yeah, works. It makes it makes sense. No, you know, my edges, to be honest, my mom passed away like, passed away and, and it it's been so stressful and upsetting that my edges came, came they left from from sheer stress and trauma, just you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah. And so, um, they, I just didn't notice it. It's, it's, I did, I guess I just didn't care. And Mm -hmm. then, um, it just wasn't prioritized. That's what I'll say. And then when the night I was doing the Oscars and I tried to do a sad part and I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) And that was the day I noticed, like, I was like, I mean, she was able to do it and cam up, but I was like, where's my sad part? But um, right. where's my side? So now I've been using castor oil. Uh-huh, yeah, that works too. And just doing my massages daily. And I'm like, and telling it I love it. <laughs> you gotta talk to it like plants, right? Yeah. And being encouragement. Gentle. Encouragement. And I and I see I see sprouts seeds of change and it's been about a month I'd probably say I started it in like the the top of April uh-huh. so it's been about five weeks so you know I try not to look at it much and just do the the faithful massages listen anybody that's having edge trouble anything that stinks probably works it's so true my <laughs> friend was like I used to use plain old decks I was like Goodness oh great. man but she said it worked. I was like, you know, I'm sure it just any kind of love, any, I bet oil, the, 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 the chick, I bet it's just got a lot of proteins. You know, what's good for cleaning your edges. It's uh, vodka. What? Like, let's say that you were doing your, you know, your, <laughs> this is all off topic. Off I know, topic. but it's still really, really, really great for, for the listeners to know how we 
do our hair. I mean, listen. It's true. But vodka is very good because it has a lot of, um, it's not drying like, like, uh, like a rubbing alcohol, but you know, it, it does. Yeah. A lot of antioxidant properties. You know, you can just get, if you're like, oh, I just want to clean, clean some, you know, scalp and, and, you know, you can do a little, you can do a little alcohol. Get out. And, yeah. Yeah. Listen, follow listen. it up. Listen, this, this conversation is related because there's been a huge conversation about black folks and wigs and how the wig budget is like low. And so like, look, good hair care is a part of Hollywood. And I don't give it a shit what anybody says. It's important. So take what you've learned in this episode and apply it to your edges if you can. So uh, <laughs> uh, Regina. Good hair care is a part of life. It's a part of life, right? No matter what day the texture. Life, no matter what. What you do and no matter yeah no matter what what it what your hair you know yeah would no matter what your hair is like it's just as i'm sitting here look i'm telling you i'm literally rubbing right now <laughs> thank you so much for coming on my show like i've been really looking forward to talking with you and glad you know you had some time in your schedule to chat with me let's try to do it again and as many times as we can i am looking forward to uh others seeing uh you know hung for jesus save your soul and you know would it you know any of your other projects that are coming to the forefront uh we happily embrace it and so thank you again for coming to the scene to scene podcast and thank you for having me it's you're always such a joy so thank you thank you for all the support just it means just everything so thank you deeply thank you so much and i hope you have a swell tuesday yeah you too if i'm if i'm if i'm somewhere smelling like chicken grease it's your fault just oh it's all right but the results is worth it <laughs> it really does if i'm over here blossoming if these edges are blossoming i will just take all right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.